this computer. It's an intro. Introduction. Are you ready for the intro? Are you ready for the introduction? My mom says I sing like an angel, Clint. Your mom lied. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Hey, we're introducing an interview. An interview? That's why you got us singing at the beginning. Instead of instead of Sean Michelle. Michelle. And uh, it's probably good that we don't sing often. Very good. But, guys, this one's a great interview. They, they've all been good. Yeah. We, we might as well. I mean, like, look, every time we do an interview, we're like, this is the best one yet. And this is the best. I mean, this is seriously, it's just, it's just good. Parker Rowland, catcher for the hogs. Uh, he transferred in this year. This is his first year. He's doing a great job. Um, he, he was hurt this weekend, but he was, he's still, uh, he's, he's, he tells us where he's at on his injury. And, uh, and thankfully it's nothing too serious and he's going to be back, but you know, we just had a great interview with him, man. We talked about all kinds of stuff, lots of baseball, his life. We even talked about meth deer. We did talk about meth deer. And duct tape bikinis. Yeah. So we got that going for us. And I'm going to go ahead. I, I, spoiler alert. Parker Rowland has never wore a duct tape swimsuit. Well. I said spoiler. spoiler. He, that's right. Spoiler alert. So he, he, anyway, <laughs> folks, uh, seriously, this is a great one. Uh, like and share and uh, let people know about it. Comment on us. Let us know what you think. Um, in fact, let Parker know what you think. Get on his social media and say, hey, man, enjoyed you on the Big C, Bigger T podcast. Interact. Interact. Dude, it's a good and, thing. And after listening to this podcast, uh, you will be a bigger fan of this young man. Oh, for sure. sure. So, guys, no doubt, or as he would say, up. as he said several times, one hundred percent, percent. So, hey, Sean Michelle, kick that funky beat. One, two, three, five. You ever seen a lame man walk? Ever heard a dumb man talk? Ever seen a blind man see? You ever seen a cancer death? Ever seen all the poor get fed? Ever seen a prisoner set free? I promise you will change your skin. Change your skin. Change what is up everybody welcome welcome to the big c and bigger t podcast i'm your boy bigger t here as always with my co-host big c but we don't want to hear from him because we have a bearded fella that patrols behind the plate for the Arkansas Razorbacks, the one and only Parker Rowland, catcher for Arkansas. 
Parker, how you doing, man? Doing well, doing well. Appreciate y'all having me on. Man, it's great to have you. We we've uh, you know we had Michael Turner on last year, and so uh, we we really enjoy having catchers. Man, we learned a lot from having him on, and and so we're excited to have you on now. Now I gotta ask. I know this you had you had got an injury going on, right? Yeah, yeah. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Feeling good. I uh, kind of tweaked my low back last week during a lift, and so. You know, I had some tightness and soreness going on throughout the weekend, so I, I got to work on that. But today, I, you know, I full practice. I caught a couple bullpens, swung the bat, so uh, I'll be ready to go again this weekend. Well, good so deal, it's funny that you, that you had a back injury because let me tell you, Parker, last week I was sitting in my recliner, and out of nowhere, my upper back just tightened up on me. I mean, because I'm also a, an athlete, apparently. <laughs> uh, I'm sitting in my recliner like. <laughs> oh, it's it's brutal, man. I've, I've never really dealt with back pain before. But, man, for a couple of days there, I was I couldn't do a whole lot. Like, I could barely bend over. I couldn't. It took me 15 seconds to get out of bed. I felt like I was getting oh. old. But uh, we got it kind of taken care of. Now I'm feeling a lot better. So that's that's awesome. Great to hear. Especially with the position you play. I mean, of course, any position sure. in baseball, you're back. You, you need your back because you're, you know, bending over or whatever. But for your position, I, I bet it's definitely a. For a sure. hindrance to have that. So glad that glad you're feeling better. I know uh your coach when he was talking about it acted like you know that it was not not too serious. So that, yeah, that's a good, super serious, good thing. So. Yeah. yeah. Well no, Parker, ahead, normally yeah. normally every week on our podcast, we do we're big Chris Farley fans. Okay. Yeah. All right. Back in the day. You like Chris Farley? I've seen some of his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you haven't watched Tommy Boy, you need to watch Tommy Boy. Oh, I've seen that. Tommy Boy. Oh, right. yeah. Well, so we usually have a holy shnikes moment of the week. Okay. And normally when we have guests on, we don't do our holy shnikes moment because we want to just talk to y'all. Okay. And we want to talk to you, but there's something going around Facebook that happened in Arkansas that I just couldn't wait to talk about. Okay. And so we had to talk about it as our holy shnikes. Okay. And so you may have seen this. I don't know. Um, let me you just read it. This is read it. you got it. Go ahead, Clint. I got it. Bridget Watkins, forty-three of Summit, Arkansas, who allegedly took fawns into her home. Fawn, baby raised, deer, baby deer, deer, yeah, yeah. deer. Training them, raised the deer with intentions of training them to attack hunters. <laughs> Was taken into custody Friday. You, you a hunter? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a big hunter. You got, you got to watch out for this lady. She's actually <laughs> that's right. Don't go to Summit, Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, at the Summit, Arkansas, thriving metropolis. Um, yeah, does, up by Yellville, up by Yellville. Yeah, yeah, it's a happening spot. At the time of the arrest, Watkins was in possession of several grams of meth, four deer, and many broken electronics. Uh, attention was drawn to Watkins when she began giving meth to her young deer, and they were caught rummaging rummaging through people's garage and back porches. Our homeowner followed one of the deer back to Watkins' residence in an attempt to recover his property. He found himself face-to-face -face with Watkins wearing a duct tape bikini, disassembling a clock radio. That's one of the wildest stories I've heard in a while. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. I've, I've been, never been prouder to be in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, sounds like it happened in Oklahoma. 
I had to double check the name, make sure she wasn't one of my family members, to be honest with you. <laughs> but okay, first of all, first lots of questions. First of all, this has been out since yesterday, and I've seen nothing to debunk it. It's on the Arkansas Game and Fish Facebook webpage. Okay. It's gotta be real. Yeah. It's gotta be real. Yeah. It's gotta be real. Okay. Now, <clears throat> so she's training these deer to attack hunters, right? Yeah. She's giving them, pumping them full of meth <laughs> with that movie Cocaine Bear out there that just goes well yeah. with it, right? This, this yeah. is, this is, this is Cocaine Bear too. Yeah, deer meth deer. I mean, meth deer versus cocaine bear. That's right. It's All gonna happen. Battle. Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, that's some crazy it's, stuff. But then, so the deer are still in electronics from the neighbors. Uh, the late, it may be that more advanced meth where they actually she's able to train the deer. Like, because hey. <laughs> it says it says the a homeowner was trying to find his stuff and followed the deer back to her house. Now, but I do have a question for you, Parker. Now, you've been mm-hmm. probably, you're dealing with an injury right now. I'm sure you've had your ankles taped. Yeah, yeah. Um, would you wear a bathing suit made out of nothing but tape? No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she was wearing, rocking the duct tape. I was like, I quit reading this. I remember like, oh, the duct tape bikini. <laughs> <laughs> and she's stealing... Hawk radios. Yeah, that's that's some wild stuff, right? Like, there. who wants a clock? I'll give you a clock radio. Like, you don't have to steal it. Yeah. You don't have to train deer with meth to have my clock radio. I don't use it anymore. I have a phone. <laughs> I don't need a clock radio. Okay, sorry, Parker. We just, that was just too good of a story. No, no, I'm glad y'all told me that one. That's Aren't you glad one. you're in Arkansas now? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, do y'all have stories like that in Oklahoma where you grew oh, up? Oh yeah, oh okay. yeah, we got yeah, those good. stories too. That's right. So now you grew up in Tulsa, right? Yes, sir. All right, tell me what that was like. It was good. So I actually grew up. I grew up in a little town right outside of Tulsa, uh, Wasso, Oklahoma. Um, we had some land out there. So growing up for me, it was just a lot of hunting and fishing and, and hanging out with my buddies. You know, I played football in the in the fall basketball in the winter baseball in the in the spring and summer and stuff and try to stay pretty busy um you know ended up going to high school in Tulsa I went to Bishop Kelly a lot of fun ended up uh winning a state championship there and uh yeah it's a good time what position did you play in football I was a middle linebacker and a fullback there you go yeah well, which one did you like better did you like being the fullback better or uh the linebacker better I think on defense, I like being the middle linebacker. On offense, I like being the fullback. I don't know. I just – I like them both. I like them both a lot. You got to hit with both. That's that's the yeah, thing about yeah. fullback. You, got to you hit still people. get to crunch people yeah. at fullback. Yeah. You got to hit people. That's that's what I'm talking about. Well, and, and that's that's a, that's a good position. I mean, if I was going to say you're going to end up being a catcher, what position would you play in football? Yeah. Those are the positions I would think would make a good catcher. For sure, for sure. You got to be pretty mentally tough, and you know, absolutely, got to know what's going on on the field and everything. So you ended up out of high school going. And of course, first of all, congrats on winning the state title there. I know that that had to be a big time. Uh, oh yeah, uh, achievement there. But you ended up going to Arkansas State. Yes, sir. What went into your Young decision bro. to go there? 
Uh, you know, I felt like there was a – I really liked the recruiting coordinator there at the time. His name is Rick Gorno, really good guy. He was a – I mean, he was a triple-A catcher. He played professional baseball probably eight, eight, nine years. He was real knowledgeable about catching. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought I could go there and get a lot better. And, and there was a lot of opportunity to play early. And, uh, you know, ended up being pretty good. Me and him still have a pretty solid relationship. And uh, he taught me a lot about catching while I was there. So, yeah, I appreciate him for sure. At what age did you start catching? Because, like, we had Michael Turner on, and Michael Turner didn't start catching to Kent State because he had the gear. Like, it was a crazy story. Yeah, yeah. So, I I think I was probably 14. I, I, yeah, 14 or 15. I had a – I played third base. Like, when I was real young, I played, like, shortstop and stuff. But when I was 12, 13, kind of 14, started playing more competitively, I was playing, like, a lot of third base and – I had a coach, Mark Redmond, he'd played in the big leagues for 10, 11 years. He pitched in the big leagues. And he told me, he was like, dude, you're a really good player, but like, you're slow. Like you're not very fast. And so like, <laughs> like for you, like you started switch hitting and stuff. He's like, but for you to play at a high level, like I think you'd be better behind the plate. Like you have really good hands. Like you have a good arm. I think it could work out. And so he told me, uh, he said a switch hitting catcher is the fastest way to make it to the big league. So I bought a set of gear that day and started getting after it and haven't really looked back. But dude, now at that age, because me, I'm a sensitive guy. If yeah. I had to go and, and, and look, I I've said this before. I played college football at Arkansas tech. I'm not bragging. I was just on the team, yeah. but I was the slowest player on that team for four years in a row. For sure. I all lined up and ran our forties and I was the slowest every freaking year. Yeah. <laughs> I was racing a pregnant woman. I'd come in third place. Yeah. I know. I know what you're saying. I'm, I'm yeah. there too. So if, if she was pregnant with twins, I'd get fourth. I wouldn't even get a bad. <laughs> but but how did you appreciate it? Because I'd I'd made my feel I'd be butthurt if a coach See, I, I like that guy was a role model of mine at the time. You know, I really looked up to him and and you know, he was the first guy that I had been around that had made it, you know, like he had done it and he knew what right. it took to, to like make it to the top of the game. And so, you know, I took his word as as kind of like the gospel. He told me that I should catch and you know, looking back, he was right. I mean, he was 100% right, and I'm glad that he told me that. Well, probably the difference was he wasn't just telling you you were slow to be mean about it. He was telling no. you that because he was giving you another way forward. Yeah, he was like, if you want to play – he's like, you're, you're really talented and you can do some stuff, but, I mean, the speed's going to hinder you in making it, like, to the SEC, basically, mm. to professional baseball. He's like, if, you, if you're a catcher, they don't care. Like, play good defense, you swing it a little bit, nobody cares how fast you run. Yeah. And so, you know – which is true, which which has been true. That's why I've gotten the opportunity to come here and and uh, play for the Hogs this year. It's been a lot of fun. Now, you left uh, Arkansas State and mm-hmm. ended up going over to uh, uh, Eastern, Eastern Oklahoma. Oklahoma State. Yes, sir. Is that a junior college? Junior or, college in Wilmington, uh, Oklahoma. So what went into the into that plan there? What was what was the thinking there? So for me we, I mean, at Arkansas State, we play Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. We play all the big schools, and, you know, I'd, I'd go, we'd play them, and I'd say, dude, I, I could play there. Like, I know I can play there. I don't know if I'm good enough right now, but I think if I get a little bit better, I could go play there every day. And so, you know, I thought it was the best decision for me to kind of get out of Jonesboro and go somewhere and develop. And uh, I talked to – I the, the crazy thing was with the junior college stuff is I had a lot of coaches like calling me and, and asking me like, why are you leaving a state? Like you're probably going to play every game. Like, did you get in trouble? And, 
my junior college coach from last year calls me and this dude told me exactly why I left, what I was trying to do. Like he, he blew my mind. And like, I knew that was the place that I wanted to go. Like he, he was just a winner. You could tell. And, you know, he produced some really good ball players and some really good teams and, you know, probably ended up being the best decision of my baseball career up to this point was going there and playing for him. So in that, you just entered the transfer portal and and that coach called, was one of the ones that called you and, yeah, yeah. So and he just knew exactly what you were thinking, huh? Yeah, he did. He was the only guy that that kind of told me what I was trying to do, and you know, caught me off guard, honestly. And I was like, this guy, it's a smart guy. Like I'd heard, I'd heard some good things about him too from some buddies I had that played for him. Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was everything he made it out to be. It, I got a, a whole lot better in a year down there for sure. Now, you know, when we had Cody on, he talked about, you know, of course he went to, from Ole Miss to junior college. Robert. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you kind of did the same thing, went from a, you know, D1 school to uh, talk about just that time at a, at a junior college and, and what you got out of that. Because junior colleges are, are on the come up as far as for baseball, it seems like. More, sure. it, more it schools a, are starting teams and, and a lot more, you're seeing a lot more in the, you seen a lot more across the SEC that played at a junior college last year in line. 100%. 100%. It was definitely a uh, humbling experience, you know, going from uh, Arkansas State. And by no means is Arkansas State as nice as we have here. But, I mean, we had some nice stuff. And so, you know, going there day one, not having a locker room, uh, staying in the old dorm in the middle of nowhere, uh, having to do my own laundry, just little stuff like that that you had to get used to. And, you know, it kind of made me grow up a lot. Like I had to get my stuff together and, you know, I was there to play baseball and to get better. And and he held us to a high standard. And uh, I mean, I think, I think it, if you get to go the opportunity to go to a junior college like that, I mean, you, there, you have to take it because I, I think there's so much growth that can come from it. And, you know, I get, I get the opportunity to come to the university of Arkansas and I just appreciate it so much more from coming from a place like that. You know, everything we have here is just top of the line coaches, facilities, weight room, all that stuff. And, you know, it, it puts a lot of things in perspective for me because, you know, a year ago I'm in the middle of Eastern Oklahoma, in the middle of the mountains. And uh, so, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Being in Eastern Oklahoma just sounds awful. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was fun. <laughs> it was not fun. Just, I mean, it, it was just... a town of 200 people, 300 people probably. Yeah. No, uh, now, now how – now? You played JUCO there. How how did your uh, field crew skills become? Oh, really good. I mean, the first day we got there, it was a uh, work day, and I uh, had you're a, out there with a weed eater, weren't you? Like, just I was out there with a with a weed eater with a hoe on the dirt, getting all the weeds out for freaking five <laughs> hours. Like, I had blisters all over my hands. I was like, <laughs> it, and then you got to go catch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Now, me and Travis both graduated from them, so I don't know if you remember if you if you know Caden Wallace. Yeah, yeah. Me and Travis both went to went to the same high school as him. Okay, a long time before him. We're a couple years older. Um, <laughs> just, just a wee bit. Yeah. But like, I, I was like, I was like, you drive past the high school now, and they have an indoor football practice facility. For sure. And I tell my wife, I'm like, I picked up rocks in a field, so we'd have a place to do football practice. Yeah. yeah. And they have an indoor practice facility in Astro. Yeah, that's that. changed a lot for sure. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just gropping. That's me being a girl. I live I live down in South Arkansas near Camden, 
Okay. And, uh, yeah. There, there's a college at Southern Arkansas University Tech just started a baseball team. Really? And they got a pretty good recruiting class. You know, they got some some guys that were rated pretty high in Arkansas to come. They didn't even have a home field until about a third of the way into the season. That's and they crazy. were and they were having to build it themselves. They were having to do a lot of the work on it, like you're talking about. And they're oh, having yeah, but it's great. like a brand new field. Like good for them. They had to clear everything out and all that kind of stuff. And but so I, I see what you're saying. And and it's a it's definitely not a you know, a town that where you'd want to come, you know, destination no. place, but no, for sure. But like you said, there's a lot you can get out of that. Like you said, you grow up a little bit, you learn you know, kind of be a man and, you know, kind of mature as a person, you know, sure. during that time. So that's good. And you learned some baseball, didn't you? hundred percent. I mean, that's, that's all we did there. There was no practice, uh, no practice rules in junior college. So we were there seven days a week getting after it. I mean, I could, I could see the field from my room. It was about a hundred yards away and the batting cages were about 20 yards to my right. So, and yeah. there was nothing to do. So I was hitting all the time. I was at the field messing around. So, you know, we were always just working to get better. We had a, we had a really good team too, full of a lot of guys that were, you know, trying to get after it, trying to get out of there. So it made for a good team culture. Yeah. Well, and it's probably a lot of people pushing each other because you're all trying to get to the next step. Absolutely, yeah. You got in in Juco. What you've got two years. You don't have a long time to get there. No, no, you got. It's a very short time for mm -hmm. sure. And especially me, that was my. I had one year of eligibility, so I kind of had a. Yeah. So, no. so do you see any Juco players like they just not work out? Like they don't, they don't get that D two or D one offer. That... I mean, yeah, for sure. There's definitely there's definitely some cases where where people don't make it, but I mean, I. On our team last year, I think we had nine or we had nine guys go division one, two, three are playing oh, wow. in the SEC. Right. That's okay. good. No, so yeah. I mean it's but it's a gamble on yourself. Oh, right? it, it is a gamble for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's our junior college was was pretty good. I think we were top ten nationally. So I mean we're we're gonna have some more eyes on us and more opportunities. But yeah, it's a huge gamble for sure, especially with the transfer portal right now. Yeah. Now, when we had um, Michael Turner on, you know, of course, he had came from Kent State to Arkansas. Yeah. One of the things he talked about um, was just all the resources Arkansas has crazy. for you guys. And he and he said to us, he said, you can be as good as you have the desire to be. Oh, 100%. Would you 100%. agree with that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, if, if there's something you need, you can get your hands on it. I mean, we have – I would arguably say we have the nicest facilities in the country and, you know, we got a finger, we got a fingerprint to the door that we can go up there and get extra work in just about whenever we want to. So, you know, and uh, we got a lot of guys that do that. We got a lot of guys that uh, want to get after it here. I think that's why we're having some success. Yeah. Now, was there anything they had at Arkansas state like gadget or anything that you kind of wish they had at Arkansas? Uh. No, man, if I'm going to be honest with you, it's just everything here is, <laughs> everything here is pretty, pretty well, insane. And I'm not trying to put Arkansas State down. Yeah, no. I mean, it's a Sunbelt school, and SEC schools are going to have a little bit more of an advantage. It's just the reality yeah. of the tiers of the programs, but, mm. you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, we had they, they had some nice stuff at, at Arkansas State for sure. But, I mean, this place, I remember coming on my visit in the summer and I had a smile on my face and did not say a word for an hour and a half the entire time. I just was walking around like, no way I get to come 
play baseball here. Like I was so excited. So how did your recruitment to Arkansas go? Tell us about that. Oh, so I really, so I had a good year and I, I wasn't talking to a whole lot of people throughout the season here and there I was. And, you know, because the transfer portal now, everybody's waiting for those guys to get in. So towards mm-hmm. the end of the season, the division one season, my phone starts blowing up and, and I had heard that they might reach out to me cause they needed a catcher. And, uh, I remember coach Thompson called me one day. I was on my way back home. My phone's on 1%. Like I'm running into the house trying to get a charger to talk to him. And, you know, he's like, I think we can make this a possibility. Like we got to get through the regional and stuff. Um, and then I'll let you know. And, you know, kind of let them go. We talked a few times and let them, you know, get through the regional, get through Omaha and stuff. And then they reached out and asked me if, uh, you know, if I wanted to be a Razorback. And I was like, I'll call you back. I called him, called my dad. I was like, dad, I'm going to Arkansas, whatever, <laughs> immediately. And then I waited probably two hours back and was like, yeah, I'm ready to be a hog. Like, let's get after it. So, uh, yeah, that's basically it. Your parents still live in Tulsa? You. So they get to – that's a pretty easy drive for them to come see yeah, games they, and everything too, right? Been, I've been fortunate enough to have them come to quite a few games. Good. They actually retired – they retired about two or three years ago, three oh, years wow. ago. So, I mean, their schedule's pretty freed up. Yeah. They get to, get to come over quite a bit. Get to be regulars, huh? Good deal. My dad retired recently. He don't even know what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how they are. They do They do it whatever. It really doesn't. I go, do you know what day of the week it is? He goes, no. No, no. no they no. do whatever they want. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. You work hard for a long time and enjoy sure. it. So, so were you like Charlie Bucket at the Chocolate Factory whenever you visited Arkansas? Oh yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah, coming out of Eastern, especially like I. So funny story. I had a couple buddies from Eastern up here two or three weeks ago, and it was after a game. I showed them around the facilities, and it, and it was the same look that I had on my face. Like they were all like, "Oh my gosh, bro, this place is." This place is crazy. It was pretty cool getting to show them around. Did he, did yeah. he believe you when you said you don't have to weed eat here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, I haven't touched a year. I haven't touched. I haven't touched nothing out there. Like it's awesome. <laughs> I don't even know where the rake is. Somebody, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Come to Arkansas. You don't have to rake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to rake. That's, 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 that's a recruiting rake. pitch. <laughs> sure. That's awesome. Well, man, the season's going pretty good for y'all. Of course, uh, this weekend was a tough one. Uh, But uh, you got, you know, of course, this weekend was kind of a mix of, I think, just injuries, you know, hurt a lot. For sure. For sure. And then, um, and then also, y'all, you know, one thing that's been interesting this year, and I think this weekend may, you know, may have been partially what, you know, what happened. I don't, I don't know, but, this is a whole new roster just about, you know, and it's a, a lot with the transfer portal and all the new guys y'all are dealing with a whole, you know, kind of a new bunch of people. And so sometimes it's, you know, you, you have some growing pains, you know, as far as getting everybody to, you know, to kind of gel together sometimes. And uh, you're going to have some games like, you know, or a series like this weekend to where things are going to happen. But, but, we're, that's the first time we've. I, I was going. Oh, there he's. You're there. back. Sorry. I was like, boy, he may be. Either is either. Yeah. He's, oh, 
Holder, he does not like Travis's question. Yeah, hey, sorry. Oh, I cut out there. I don't sorry, know what happened. Sorry to bring up Georgia, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. You, you cut out there. I mean, it could not have been worse. You just had this hair on your face. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was just frozen with like a real serious look on your face. I was like, oh, <laughs> I need to get through with this. No, anyway, well, my, my question is this. You know, y'all y'all have done a really good job, though, so far this year of not having many hiccups, you know, joining up a, a big, you know, a whole new roster like you have. For sure. Because, I mean, there's, there's you know, we saw it with basketball. You know, they had, a, you know, two players from the previous year. Yeah. And, and with a lot of talent, you know, a ton of talent on the basketball team, but it was hard to, you know, probably it was just hard to mesh it all together. Sure. And so far, y'all have really meshed it well together because, I mean, you've had, especially with the pitching staff, man, the, and, and you're connected so much with that. The These young pitchers have come together. What What do you think's happened to let that, let that happen for this team? Man, I would say that just from the jump, you know, we've had a really, like, tight-knit group of guys. Like, I feel like everybody gets along on this team uh, better than – than most of the teams that I've been on. And I think everybody's mm -hmm. pulling for each other at the end of the day. And I think you can feel that throughout the dugout, no matter who's out there. I think uh, they know that they got the whole team behind them and, and we're going to support them no matter what. And uh, I, it's been good to see the young guys step up on the mound, especially, you know, you know, uh, with Cody Frank going down, that was a tough injury for us. And, but, you know, for me, I think it, it also is a good thing because we got to get some young guys some some more innings than they would have gotten. And, you know, they're going to help the Razorbacks win for years to come now mm -hmm. because they got these early innings. And so, you know, I think everything has a bad effect. Yeah. Now, now, one of the, now when whenever you have a young guy come in, he's struggling a little bit. Obviously, yeah. you're calling the game and you're the guy in front of him because you only get one mound visit. I don't know the new rules. I think every third game you get a mound visit. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not 100 on that. But what 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 do you do to calm the young guys down behind the plate? What what's some of the things? I mean, that yeah. Like you said, like that's my number one job back there is and 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 I would say for me it's just slowing the game down in little ways, like maybe taking a little more time before I call the next pitch, just kind of kind of giving them them cues like I'm looking at them telling them you know calm down like let's go you got this and just making the game slow down for them because you know I used to pitch I know how it is like that's the loneliest place on the baseball field is standing up there on that mound and uh, the game can speed up on you real fast and so anything I can do for them to to let them know that I'm there for them you know I'm working for you and and I got a lot of confidence in you you know I think that stuff goes a long way with them yeah. Oh, who who's the toughest to kind of calm down sometimes? Or who's kind of tough to calm down? Man, I, I would say Gage tough. Wood because Gage Wood, he, he's – He looks he's like it on TV. I was like, he, say. he likes to get going and stuff. And, you know, I like working with Gage a lot because of that, because he gets real riled yeah, up. Yeah. And I can actually, like, see when I can slow him down a little bit. And, you know, when he's slowed down and in control, he's, he's a problem to deal with. He's really mm. good. He's got electric stuff, so – you know, I'm excited to keep working with him this year. Well, I know on TV he looks like he gets – Oh, know, yeah. I know uh, one yeah. game a while a couple weeks ago, the commentators were talking about it. looked like his heart was beating out of his <laughs> uniform. He, 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 he was up, yeah, for sure. He was, I think you went out and talked to him one time because he, yeah. he was kind of – he was kind of – he was 
just you could tell man he was breathing hard but you love that man you love that excitement yeah, sure. you know i mean that's that's and i think we're seeing that with a lot of the pitchers now one of the things we learned when we had michael turner on was was how much how many how involved and how much y'all call as a catcher the pitches yeah yeah so that the coaches a- put it all a lot of that on you don't they for sure. Yeah. So when I got here, when I committed here, you know, they told me that and, you know, I was fired up about it. I feel like that's something that from a young age I've been pretty good at is is calling a game and having feel with that. And so I was really excited to come here and kind of get to showcase my ability to to control the game, call a game. And, and uh, you know, Coach Hobbs gives me ideas throughout the game. Like he'll, he'll come in the microphone and be like, I like this pitch or this pitch. And you know, I, I really trust him as well. So if he wants something, I'm going to get it. But for the most part, they have a lot of trust in us to to call the game. Well, what, what's your, how your thought process go? Cause you know, to the lay person, like he's just calling random pitches. Yeah. What, what, I mean, are you thinking, okay, this guy, this guy, he doesn't like the curve, but you know, I would say for me, it, it's not really about the hitter as much as it is about, you know, having that connection with their pitcher and like having feel for what he's got that day or what's working. Like Hunter Holland, for example, like he throws five different pitches and he doesn't have all five of those pitches every day. Like I, my job is to decipher what three pitches that are working for him that day. Like if his mm-hmm. fastball is not working, we're not going to throw it. Like he's got a cutter, a slider, a change up. Like for me, it's just being having some feel with the guy on the mound and seeing what's working for them and, and using that to our advantage. Now, how far into a game, or is it warm-ups that you can say, okay, the cutter's not working today? No, uh, I think I think it can change, you know. Like, it, it's inning by inning, couple innings at a time. Like, Hunter Holland might start the game and have his fastball and his curveball working, maybe his changeup. By the third inning, his fastball's not working as good anymore, but his cutter's back. So, it's like pitches come and go like that, I feel like. I think that's why my job can be fun because – I can pick up on that stuff really fast and, you know, switch what we were doing, you know, instead of wanting to attack with heaters, now we can attack with, with cutters or change-ups or whatever we have working in that situation. Yeah. So how long, how long after you've thrown a pitch away, like, okay, fastball's out. Will you like you wait I, a couple innings before you go back to it? Will you try it like later in the inning? Honestly, it's, it just kind of depends. Like for me, Let's say he throws a couple bad fastballs in an inning, three, four, five, just just not a whole lot of feel for it. We'll probably bang it for an inning. And and a lot of the times, especially Hunter, like if if he loses a pitch and he doesn't have a lot of feel for it, his warm-up pitches in the next inning will be that pitch trying to find it. And if he mm-hmm. finds it, we start using it again. Just kind of one of those things. It's okay. kind of playing by ear. No, I did – we asked Cody Adcock a question. And he said, I don't – and we – I asked him what – mound visit was like from coach Hobbs <laughs> yeah. and he was like dude I don't I've only had one mound visit from Hobbs so <laughs> he explained what it was like but what was a typical mound visit from coach yeah. Hobbs and who has the more salty language him or Van Horn I just that that's just wrong. uh I would definitely say you know Van Horn like because if Van Horn's coming out there he's coming you're coming out of the game like he ain't yeah. coming out there to talk to you and I mean coach Hobbs job he comes out there and you know he's basically giving the guy a breather just kind of telling him a little cue here or there trying to slow him down. Like I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. he's a, uh, he's 
he's one of the best coaches I've ever been around, you know, like he, he's a very logical dude. He's super smart. And, you know, I think he, he knows how to get, he has feel on how to get different guys going, you know, like he's going to have to say the same thing three different ways to three different guys, but he's going to fire them all up because he knows how to deal with people. I'd say. Mm. Okay. Now is it, does it ever, do you ever take it personal when pitchers shake off a sign? Oh no, not at all. Not at all. Maybe maybe <laughs> you know, some of the young guys. Maybe some of the young guys, like like uh me and Gage Wood always joke around. Like every time he shakes me off, he gives up a hit. And so I always kinda kinda joke with him. That's why you don't shake me off. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like Crash Davis coming out there, like he hit the bull. Yeah, you know, yeah. You ever watch Bull Durham? Yeah, I have. Yeah. When you speak of me, speak well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, whatever I felt bad because we had Cody on right after he gave up that dinger to what was the guy from LSU's name that's probably gonna be the number one overall pick. Oh Cruz, yeah. Cruz. And I don't know if the thing's landed yet. I mean, <laughs> no, was, that was a bomb. That, I mean that kid's that kid's legit. Yeah. Well, that's what and Cody's like, dude, it's gonna I mean it's gonna happen. You know, well, just, and he had a weekend that weekend too, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even, yeah. even though y'all played great and beat, you know. But can you just tell by the sound of the bat anymore when something's going to be gone like that? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like some guys just sat there some guys just hit it different. I was, I, I, Cruz was the first guy in a long time that I was like, dude, I don't know what to throw him. Like he's hit everything. Like he's yeah. literally, he's on every pitch that we've thrown him. So I don't know how to get the dude out. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, of course, Parker, I, I don't know if you know this, but I was, um, uh, I mean, I'm sure you didn't understand this, but I, I was a pretty good catcher myself in okay. church league softball, and uh, yes. which is the same as what you do, pretty much the, the same. <laughs> it's, it's where they put the worst player on the field. <laughs> that's not that's not you. That's he's but, talking about. But one of the things, well, in church league, it's where you put the worst player. Uh, but one of my favorite parts of playing catcher in Church League softball was the ability to trash talk the batters. Yeah, for sure. Do you, yeah. for sure. Uh, it's been a while. Not, do you not ever get to, do you ever no. get to do that? No, I'm usually pretty nice, you know, like say what's up. I have a lot of mutual friends like throughout the league and stuff that I've played with or against and and so it's always cool to get to see those guys. And I mean, for me, it's like if you show me respect, I'm gonna show you respect. And yeah. I mean, if you if you run your mouth, I'm probably gonna say something back. But you know, I haven't ran into that this year at all. You know, I try to treat everybody with respect. So it's such now, a good had, it's such a good opportunity though when they're up there, right? Oh, it is for sure. It is. <laughs> well, have you had any catchers like as you get up to the plate talking junk to you? No, I'd say I feel like in this league a lot of the there's a lot of respect. Like yeah. there's a lot of respect. It's like, hey, yeah. Like we were playing Tennessee and I made a throw or something or block, and the catcher was like, Hey man, like it was a great block, great throw, like unbelievable yeah. throw. Like just a lot of good sportsmanship, I'd say. Well, uh, the problem was when I was doing it in church league, was half the time the guy would end up cranking a home run on me. Yeah, man. yeah. It made sure. me look like a blooming idiot. And in the SEC Every guy that comes up to bat, bat has the ability to be able to do that. hundred so percent. Yeah. You're better off to not even put yourself out there, yeah. <laughs> unless 
Unless and, you want I mean, to just... I, I was surprised. I thought the Tennessee weekend was going to be a little chirpier than it was. Like, I thought they might have been running their mouths a little bit. But, you know, they were super respectful and uh, ended up having a good weekend. How was the Oklahoma State game in the at the beginning of the year? Oh, that's the most fun game I've ever been a part of right there. That was that was awesome for me for me personally. There's a little little bit of a uh, personal there. So was it was it kind of chirpy after? No, not really. There was there wasn't chirpy any chirping going on then. Okay. Well, you know that we had the series. You know, in the in the uh, was it the regional last year, Clint? Yeah, yeah, with Rock yeah. Region. Yeah, yeah, Rock Riggio. Yeah, our fans were booing him a little bit, but I, we we actually talked a little bit. He was a nice guy. Yeah, we well, had a we had Turner on after after that. Of course, we were saying oh, yeah. he got the MVP of that regional. You know, yeah, I remember I was had, watching. So, so we were uh, we were uh, bragging on him for that. You know, but so now when you were getting recruited, did any of the Oklahoma schools recruit you hard? Not out of junior college. OU did a little bit, but not so in high school. My, like, dream school was I was going to go be a cowboy. Like, I wanted to play at Oklahoma State and everything. And, you know, they they were like, you can really hit, you can really run, and uh, or you can really hit and really catch, but uh, you're slow. So, like, I just don't think we're going to have a spot for you. But they were like, you got a good arm. Like, why don't you try pitching out? And I was like, all right, whatever it takes to, to, like, play there. And ended up pitching, took it real serious. I think I was, like, topping out at 92. And uh, they ended up asking me to walk on to pitch, and I didn't, didn't want to do that. So that's when I ended up going to to Arkansas State. And so they and so they were your dream school, and they didn't recruit you out of junior college either. So no, they never said a word to me out of that, junior that, college. So. Yeah, that puts a little chip on your shoulder when you play against. Oh them. yeah, there's there's a little history there. Like beating the brakes off them, eighteen to whatever it was, was was definitely like a, I made the right decision coming here. Like that was. <laughs> No, did no that first game against Texas? Did you catch that game? If you did, no, I didn't. So I didn't catch Friday against Texas. I came in for like the last inning against TCU and caught, and then I caught Sunday. Yeah. Now, now if you have now, because Brady, he's our boy. He was he's the first first player of the season we had on our podcast. Now he was chirping at the Texas players a little bit when he started. Yeah, he was. Now, if you had been catching that game, would you have been like, "Man, shut up! You're gonna get me in the fight"? Or would no, you? Hell no! I would have. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's I love good. It. <laughs> uh, I, I do too. But that's why I'm just curious how you thought behind the. Especially play. if it's yeah. Texas. Oh, 100 percent. Like especially if it's Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I love that stuff. I think it gets the team fired up too. Yeah. Oh no! I, Whitman Brady's awesome. Speaking of Brady, he's hopefully going to be back maybe this weekend, huh? Yeah, I watched him throw live today. Actually, he looked really good. So I think he's a uh, he's going to throw this weekend. He looked real good. So well, I knew Van Horn said he might have could have came back last weekend, but they wanted to be safe. And so yeah, they... he he probably could have, but there's no reason to push it. You know, get him back healthy, have him for the rest of the year, be good. Tell us about some of the things you like. You know, you're seeing from these young guys. That uh, or just any of the pitchers. What what are some of the things that you really like as a? Uh, because you see them better than any of us. I mean, you, yeah. you you can you can tell us more about them than anybody. Um, you know, tell us some you know about you know just what you're seeing from them and what the future holds for a lot of these guys. Yeah, I think the young guys. I mean, I think they're just getting a little more comfortable, just settling in. You know, like we saw it all fall. They pitch really well, have really good stuff, but 
you know, when the, when the spring starts, it's a little different. Like I remember being a young kid in college and, and, you know, putting a lot of unneeded pressure on myself. And so for them, just, just getting more opportunities and getting more comfortable on the mound has been, been huge for us. And, you know, I would say, I mean, confidence is key on the mound, especially like, I, I don't know if you can see it on TV, but Hagen Smith, man, like you just know, you know, that guy's about to shove every time he's mm-hmm. on the mound. Like he, he's got that look in his face yeah. that he's about to, like, you're not going to touch. Yeah. You know, I think you kind of have to have that out there. And, and some, he's setting a really good example of how it's done for, for Gage Wood and Christian Fouch, Parker Coyle, guys like that. Fouch throws pretty good heat, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he's going to be a, a really, really good player. Really you think good. he ends up being a closer down the road, or you think – Yes, he... yes. He's going to throw 100 out of the bullpen. With the I was going to say, with, with the heat he throws, you would think that he would end up being a closer. Yeah, he'll probably end up being in the back end of the bullpen. He's pretty good. Yeah. I think he got a little tired this weekend. He came out twice, I think. Twice. Ran out of gas there towards the end. Well, and that's the other thing with these young guys. They're playing more baseball than they've ever played in their life. For sure. For sure. It's just getting especially competitive baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, like this, not, yeah. Not just that's you just know, a little different. When they were playing in high school, they go out there and yeah. just have partial stuff and still strike out most of the people they went against, you know. 100%. But now, uh, now, I did have a question. This is very important. Um, very probably the most important question you'll be asked all day. Um, <laughs> so it's very, I want you to think long and hard before you. All right. Um, if we're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where are you taking us to eat? Ooh, that's a good question. Let me think. <laughs> it depends on what you're in the mood for. You like Mexican food? Okay. I, I'm not. Look at us. Yeah. What are, what are we in the mood for? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come on. Is it is it edible and non-vegan? Absolutely. In the mood yeah, for? I, mean, <laughs> I mean, if you take me to a vegan restaurant, I'm going to bite your ear off. Um, right. I'd probably say there's this, there's this Mexican place called Ted's, and I eat there quite a bit. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty What's good. It's Ted's? Like, What's your go-to? Ted's, yeah. They make, uh, they make sopapillas in front of you, like fresh Ooh. sopapillas right in front of you. It's really good. That's what I'm talking about. You had me at fresh soap and peas. <laughs> right. I mean, it's all you can eat, too. It's all you can oh, eat. Oh. Yeah. You definitely, now you have my attention. Yeah, you definitely yeah. had me there, yeah. We're the, we're the type of guys that get ran off from those all-you-can-eat places. <laughs> I would, now, now, me and me and my buddy Matt Nelson, he's my college roommate, this is a true story. Jumbo swears he was with us. He wasn't because um, I have a memory like an elephant. Jumbo's another football player he played with. We're all fat guys. Just leave it at that. We're all offensive linemen. So we go into this Chinese buffet, and they tell us, they go, the buffet's closed. (laughs) As soon as we walked in, there's people getting food off the buffet, and they're like, that's funny. order off menu. I'm like, no, I'm going to eat a buffet. (laughs) That's funny. So, yeah, they would sell me the buffet. That happened. So, Parker, what do you do besides baseball, man? What do you do do for fun? What's what's the (laughs) hobbies? If I got any time in the summer, it's definitely going to the lake and, you know, wakeboarding, wake surfing with my buddies and stuff. And in the wintertime, I'm deer hunting, bow hunting, duck hunting in the wintertime. Y'all uh, have land around Tulsa? Yeah, it's about uh, 30 minutes north uh, in a town called Skytook. We have some land out there, a little cabin and cool. stuff. So I like to do that. And uh, 
my brother lives out in Colorado and uh, I like to go out there and, and snowboard and, and hang wow. out in the mountains when I get the chance. That's nice. There so you go. Any chance you leave the lead baseball for the X games? <laughs> not probably be not next, be the next Sean Watt. No, no. I'm, I mean, I'm a ball player, man. That's what I want to do. I, that's all I think about is playing baseball. That's awesome. What are, what's your uh, major? Uh, marketing. Marketing. Yeah. So, uh, once baseball is over and done with, what's what's the um, any other career goals? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if baseball doesn't work out, I wanna I wanna get into to building houses, maybe flipping them, getting into real gotcha. estate somehow, one way or another. It's a good career. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it'd be fun. You know, I don't I don't really want to do the whole office job and you know, I'd rather I'd rather be outside, you know, working. Yeah. Doing stuff like that. Nothing wrong with that, man. Now game day, on a game day, what, what what's look, I'm a I'm about as superstitious as they come. And baseball yeah. the most superstitious folks ever. What is your game day routine? What is your ritual? All right. So I my ritual is I go to the same gas station every day. I uh, I park on the same side, like the same pump every day when I go there. And, and I buy like a Pedialyte and a, like a bang, like an energy drink. And then I either go to Tropical Smoothie or Chick and I get food. And then I go to the field and I, I do the thing like 1245, I get in the hot tub. Then I go go through my little routine for the day. Keep it the same for the most part. Nice. I wouldn't say I'm superstitious. Just I'm just a little stitious. You know? <laughs> a little stitious. <laughs> like that. That's right. Oh, I got now, it. Now, um, I'll ask you just about a couple of your teammates. Uh, one of them is uh, – And you can trash them as much as you want to. Nobody <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll pause it here. Uh, well, one thing, Callie. Yeah. You know, he had that – you know, when y'all were down in Texas in that first series – just a horrible weekend, but, but everybody was saying, and we had, we had Brady on afterwards and Brady told us, he said, that's not the guy you're going to see later on in the year. For sure. And that's come true, man. He's just talk about his turnaround and how he's, you know, that's the crazy thing about always like, you're, it's just gonna, it's going to do that to you sometimes. And, you know, I think uh, he just had a tough weekend, man. That's how the game goes. And I think Mm -hmm. the fans, they, you know, they got on him pretty hard, and I think some of them owe him an apology, honestly. No, I agree, he's yeah. A, he's a great baseball player, and he's been huge for us, especially lately, and, and uh, you know, I like playing with him. He he loves to win, and, and he's a competitor, and uh, he shows up and brings it every day. Now, what was the injury to Josenberger this weekend? Uh, I think it's an ankle? Of, no, it's his hamstring. It's oh, hamstring. hamstring. Yeah. Okay. I think – I'm not sure, really. I don't. I, I don't know. Talk don't about know. what he's brought to the team, though. I know you can't speak on the injury, but you know what he's brought to the team. Having a switch hitting leadoff guy like that. I mean, a legit leadoff guy. Yeah, I mean, on any he's line, the best, he's the best leadoff in the country, in my opinion. You know, he he's a tough out. It's that's one of the hardest guys to strike out in the country, probably. And you know, he's he's such a great dude on and off the field. Great teammate. He's super energetic. You know, he's he's kind of that spark. For us, he's kind of what just going most days, and uh, you know, I love playing with that dude as well. You know, me and him are pretty good friends outside the baseball field, too. So, well, I, you know, when Clint and I grew up watching baseball, 
you know, some of the key players in baseball were guys like Ricky Henderson. Yeah. Uh, Vince Coleman. Clint, uh, Clint was a big Cardinals fan. Is a big Cardinals fan. So Vince Coleman, those were true leadoff guys, man. And they were still in bases like crazy. Yeah. Now, something we've seen this year with the clock stuff is stolen bases are going up. We're seeing some more more stolen bases. We're seeing sure. y'all are running more than than, than Van Horn sure. teams have in the past. Talk about that a little bit. What that's what that how the difference you've seen there. I wouldn't say I've seen a huge difference, honestly. Uh, I would say it speeds the game up for sure. When we talked about those younger kids, they got that clock now winding down on them and, and they're getting up. But, you know, it's something that we're going to have to deal with and, and you know, you're going to have to adapt and, and get used to it. And I think we've done a pretty good job. We haven't had that many violations. or I, I think maybe that Arlington weekend we gave up some stolen on the pitch clock. But other than that, I don't really think we have. Now that yeah, you're well, now that you're into the season a little bit on it, what do you think about it? I don't really mind it, man. I don't even notice it most of the time. Anymore. You know, after that first weekend, probably like y'all were, I didn't like it. I didn't either. They were it. That one in Arlington was fast. That was yeah. a that was a little bit of an awakening. But the more I've watched, and the more like especially professional baseball I've watched, I like it because yeah, I mean, I, didn't, I don't I don't like seeing a batter come out and readjust both of his gloves in between every swing yeah. you know and yeah, sure. and all that kind of stuff man it just kind of get got old and so anyway go yeah, ahead Clint, I, saw the average, I saw the average time of like mlb games have gone down almost 45 minutes or something yeah it's, so. yeah so Great. parker who in the Sun Belt had the uh funniest fans when they were giving you a hard time oh louisiana lafayette i'll never forget that place that put crazy. Yeah. It was cages, man. I didn't even know what they were saying to me, but they were yelling at me saying something. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is they didn't know what they were saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, you had anybody that's been really funny. You're like, God, this is great. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, it's been a while, man, since I've had somebody. What did uh, I don't remember. No, it's been a while. I try not to listen to that stuff. I mean, sometimes you hear it, but. Yeah, they, Michael Turner said when they went to North Carolina that their fans were already pretty lubricated. Yeah. When they, when they yeah. got there. He's like, they, they were pretty good. Yeah. I would say the LSU – I see, I'm behind the plate, so I don't get chirped at a lot. But, like, Jason Orphan in right field at Ole Miss and – Oh, and LSU, man. he's getting he's getting the worst stuff. They're saying they're saying some crazy stuff to him out there. Yeah, some stuff I probably can't repeat on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I can imagine. I, yeah, yeah, definitely imagine. Well, Parker, man, we uh we do appreciate you, man, coming on here, and uh, yeah, absolutely, Thanks we we me. enjoy watching you play, and uh, keep up the good work, man. Keep keep it yes, going. Sir. I know this weekend was tough, and especially with you dealing with injury and stuff like that, but glad to hear you're feeling better and man, just enjoy it. You know, like I said, we're fans. We, we're going to, we're going to be behind you no matter what. And uh, thank you guys. We, Appreciate that. Clint and I are actually level-headed fans. We don't, we don't, <laughs> we don't get. And one thing about this podcast that keeps me from trolling on the internet, <laughs> because one of my favorite things to do would be to go on a Razorback fan page after they lose in football 
and just start correcting spelling errors. Yeah. <laughs> they, they get so mad at me. Like, oh, like it's two T-O-O. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they'll be like telling me things about my mom. That's right, yeah. Yeah, he's been banned from multiple, um, multiple. Facebook groups. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and I've never broken a rule. That's what's funny about it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, man, we appreciate you coming on here. We're glad to have you as a hog. I know it's your first year here, but now how many years do you have here? So I can come back next year. Next year would be my last year. So you got one more year if you decide Absolutely. to go. Yes, sir. Well, man, well, just keep it up. I really hope you're put in a position where you have to choose between the pros. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, right. uh, yeah. I really, you know what? I, I want to see you come back, but I hope you're in a position where you have to really think about it. That's right. Yeah. yeah thank you. Yeah. yeah so. That's right. It's all. It's always good to have that uh, money lingering out there. <laughs> it's a possibility. I mean, I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's the dream. You know, like that's yeah. when I was a kid. It was, you know, let's. I want to play professional baseball. So you know, if I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll you see have a favorite team. Not anymore, you know. I grew up. Whichever grew, one that'll pay you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whichever one wants me to play for him and help him win, you know. Yeah. Be my no, who did you root for growing up? Yeah. It was that. You're gonna call me a bandwagon and everything, and that's fine. But I mean, in the Yankees, like Derek Jeter was my guy. Like that was my guy growing up. So. I've I lived in Arkansas my whole life, and I'm a Yankees fan. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But when I. But, what's when, up? Jorge Posada, was he your oh, man? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jorge Posada, Mariano yeah. Rivera, Andy Pettit. Those are all the guys. Yeah. Dude, I, um, when I was a kid collecting baseball cards back in the day, in the late 80s, uh, you know, when you collected baseball cards, you always picked a favorite player. For sure. And, and mine was Don Mattingly, the first baseman. Yeah. Yeah. Don Mattingly. Of course, he's a manager now and everything, but, or was. But, uh, so, I started liking them back then and I've, I've been a Yankees fan, uh, ever since I've been, uh, in fact, I went to the only Yankees game I got to go to was Mariano Rivera's last year. Really? I went to his second to last home game that, that, he, awesome. that he pitched in. And, That's uh, awesome. I sat right behind the bullpen first row above the bullpen. So, so you got to watch him warm up, up and everything. That's awesome. It was, and then of course, then Inner Sandman came on and legendary. Oh legendary. man, I was I was screaming like a little girl. <laughs> but no man, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Yankees fan, but yeah, I'm not a I'm not necessarily a bandwagon because I when I was when I liked them they stuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, see, not in in my grandpa my grandmother, she's eighty something years old. If the Cardinals baseball's on. That's what's on. She's watching, yeah. It don't matter if you want to watch something in the living room, leave Cardinals are on. That's see, I like the Cardinals fans, man. They're diehards. Those Cardinal fans are diehard fans. Well, and and when you if you grew up in Arkansas, your family's like Clint's, you know. And it I mean, my I would sit and listen to the games on the radio with my grandpa, you know. You know, he was a big Cardinals fan too. So but yeah, man. Uh, we do, look, once again, we appreciate you. We appreciate y'all's team. We enjoy watching you, and uh, you got lots of folks watching you and rooting for y'all each week. And um, we're uh, anxious to see some great things, man. And uh, absolutely, just keep it up. Keep playing hard. That's that's the best thing about y'all. We know y'all are going to play hard and and put out the best 
product you can, folks. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, Parker, thank you so much. Clint? Made it through another one. Made it through another one. Episode 109 is in the can almost. Yeah. Well, and, and Parker didn't tell us clown question. Go to the next one. Not That's well. right. We, we still haven't had that yet. We still had anybody say, you're a fat idiot. Get another question. You no, know, I did think you were annoying him earlier when it's we, we almost got there. We, are, we, <laughs> we were almost, almost got there. <laughs> I could edit that in later. So we have one. <laughs> Just have his face looking all serious. Like, yeah. you know, like that's a stupid question. <laughs> anyway, folks, uh, like and share, comment on social media, all that good stuff. Uh, Parker, we appreciate you, man. And uh, y'all folks have a great week. Okay. Hey, and don't feed meth to your deer and stay away from duct tape bikinis. Yeah. Just good life advice. Yeah. Yeah. Sweat. What?